0: This is Wow w- what a week what a week Politrix. Politrix. Welcome to Wow what a week hashtag Politrix. Reading the comments from his previous interview there's at least one of you that's disappointed that you can't see his shoes or the shoes I am wearing However I'm sure that the rest of you are pleased to see him in any way or angle he may not be our official of footwear, but we're glad is our minister of interpretation. Please make some noise. Welcome. Political Extraordinaire. <laughs> thanks.
1: I- I'm glad I- I'm not showing my shoes today. Hey, Tato. Okay. Oh, uh, thanks, thanks, thanks a lot for the intro and good morning to the followers, the viewers supporters and the subscribers yes sir yes uh,
0: please subscribe uh, subscribe 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 and uh, most importantly engage in the comments at the bottom uh, butan does go in the um to comment i actually wanted to say
1: you know being old i, I thought i'm the only one who's suffering from the subscribe issue so many people saying i don't like subscriptions i don't want to fill forms so they think when you click there mm-hmm. it's going to open a form that you uh... must feel details so many people follow they watch the show, but they don't subscribe okay. because yes. they think clicking that subscription and it's like liking. You just have to click subscribe. And what happens is every week when we are on air on Saturday morning, yes, they will get up to automatic notifications. That's the benefit of
0: subscribing. And we're not going to send you spam. We're not going to offer to enlarge any part of your body. You are safe. Just subscribe. Thank you very much. Uh, up close and personal, part two, the response has been amazing.
1: Very amazing. Uh, very incredible. Very incredible. I've I've received responses from, some are emotional, you know. Yes. Some people are saying you are brave, and some are appreciating. You know, there's one comment that somebody said, thanks, Bozang, for what you have done for our country. Mm-hmm. And that touched me more than anything else, because mm-hmm. I've always said to people, I'm a public servant. I'm here to serve the public and nothing else. But the response has been very amazing, mm-hmm. except from one person. My legal advisor, my legal law advisor, was very upset with me. Are uh, Are you? Uh, That was too soon, and I actually would have messed up my case, employment case. And I'm like, no, this, when it went out, uh, the case was already done at the CCMA. So Are you waiting now? And, and I'm not waiting for the outcome. And he thinks that no, this being in the public space, it may irritate anger and or influence the the commissioner, or the presiding officer. It's not supposed to. Mm. The, the presiding officer is an independent person based on facts. Must based on facts, it must based on facts. Yeah. And and again, fresh, you know, when people were saying, "Why do I talk about my labor issues in a public space?" and and I have a response to that. Yes, sir. That the perpetrators of the labor violence against employees and destruction of senior public officials in government by politicians and colleagues. Mm-hmm. When they do it, they don't check coast. They don't ask questions. Yes, They just go, you know, roughly towards people and destroy people's lives. So why should we... When we want to react and respond and cry or lament, yes. we Exercise must have good a strain, and a Big, bigger part. Exactly. So if you, yeah, I always say, and I've said it last week, if I do not insult people, if I don't offend people, I will tell the truth. If the truth offends, let it be. But I'm looking forward and I'm waiting for the outcome of the, of the CCMA. I should be getting it in the next week or two. And as I've said,
0: I will be returning back to my office. I'm going back to work. Hey, finally. I will go back to work. I've, be, I've been unemployed for two and a half years. You've been unemployed for eight months. We, we need work. I, I need to work. I need <laughs> a bunch of dismissed people <laughs> teaming up together to set the record straight. I must divorce French guys and, Hi. and go back to work. No, but sometimes birds of an unemployment feather must uh, flock together. Yeah, that's you know? be, be, the way. So, uh, first story I, I want us to touch on. So, Orlando Pirates are playing in a soccer tournament in Spain one of the teams uh, is from tel aviv mm-hmm. uh, israel yes and um senior members of the anc um, um i think the spokesperson yeah that group gained Zikalala. yes basically saying that pirates must not play this match or they must not show up or they must boycott whatever that looks like what, what are your views on that
1: look uh, i think the oldies all of the anc they are overreaching, you know, their they mandate, what they're supposed to be sitting and doing there. Mm. I think you call them senior, they are calling themselves the... Veterans. The, the Veterans League. Yes. Yeah, and they're anyway senior by age. Mm. I, I I think that is actually absurd for the ANC Veterans League and whoever is calling for Orlando Pirates. I'm a Kisa Chief fan, but I have to be fair. Mm. Uh, who's calling for Orlando Pirates not to go and participate in an international tournament... While the ANC itself has relationships with Israel Mm -hmm. in a form of the ANC being the government, uh, the the party in power and government in South Africa. And we're maintaining not only diplomatic relations with uh, 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 the the, the state of Israel, Mm -hmm. that is murdering the children of Palestine, that is occupying almost 90% of Palestine, you know, the land. We don't only have diplomatic relations with them, despite the fact that the diplomatic offices in both countries have been reduced to a smaller scale, they still have presence. Mm. And we also have trade relations with Israel. You know, a lot of food that you consume, particularly from wheels, they're important mm-hmm. from from Israel. You know, you will see if you go to Unis specifically. They are palms and plums and all those things. They're important from Israel. Mm-hmm. So we still have trade relations with Israel. We still supply Israel with stuff. They still supply us with stuff, and we are maintaining diplomatic relations. And they want to tell an independent private soccer club, mm-hmm. which is a business. It's not just an entertaining. It's a business that Ivan Kosa and the others own. And they want to tell them that they should not go and play Tel Aviv. In Spain, not even in Israel, you understand? Mm So why do we play in double standards? They're playing double standards. If we want to, you know, cut and severe relations with Israel, we must do it absolutely. And there's been a call since Nelson Mandela time to say, South Africa, the people
0: of Palestine are suffering worse than the way we suffered during apartheid. In fact, to quote Madiba, I think he said, uh, until the people of Palestine are free, none of us are free. Absolutely. Mm. So the ANC should be focusing on that. The Veterans League should be focusing on that. Let's sit here and wish Orlando Pirates
1: well mm. to perform on this tournament and they must not go and drag their politics. They have failed politically. To address politics with israel they can't now want to use sporting or cultural activities with israel Mm. so why don't they actually stop israel people from traveling to africa don't give them visas Mm. or introduce visas that will make it costly and difficult for the people of israel to come to our country why don't they do that if they're serious about it i think they must leave a lot of parents to go and play soccer and, and and let the Sea Robbers go and win that game against Tel Aviv. That's
0: how we can punish them. In fact, surely there's an opportunity for there to be a political statement by pirates, for instance. If anything, then, rather they all walk on with a black armband. Exactly. And say, listen, we're wearing this black armband in, in solidarity, solidarity with the people of... Um or Palestine,
1: I think a lot of parents can do that. We have seen it in tennis. We have seen the Williams sisters, you know, or take a knee <laughs> for the match, or something, anything that can you they know, can oh, make, oh. still make a statement. Exactly, it can make a statement and still honor the fixture. Uh, exactly, I think that's what should happen. I think mm-hmm. it will be in the right direction, and a message would be sent. We have seen the anti-racism protest. In Spain itself, especially in Spain and all over Europe, Mm. where black players would wear T-shirts or armbands against racism in football. Mm. And I think the same message should be sent to to, to Israel regarding this game.
0: Let's talk about municipalities without managers. We're also finding out that a lot of, especially in rural areas, a lot of uh, councillors can't read or write. It's a challenge. Look, the auditor general has found
1: that 80% of municipalities in in South Africa Mm. are not properly managed. You know, their books are not in order. Mm. And when you look at one of the causes of that, it's absence of municipal managers. The positions are not filled. And I'll tell you why, not because people don't want jobs. I mean, it's it's a very high ranking government position. People will apply and it's paying very well as well. But because of political interference, municipal managers who are supposed to be administrators and independent from political parties are not Mm -hmm. getting into those positions. Mm -hmm. Because politicians, they want to influence them when it comes to contracts or tenders or how to run the administration and the finances of a municipality. Now we find ourselves with over 50% of municipalities, not having municipal managers. A municipal manager is like a director general or CEO of an organization and imagine it being vacant for many years. And that tells why uh, uh, there is malfunctioning and maladministration in municipalities because the head of corporate services, the head of finances, and the head of general management in a municipality is not present. And it should be worrying to COCTA. Why municipalities are not feeling municipal measures pushing? But I've spoken to uh, you know some few people. Yesterday I had a conversation with the copter uh, uh, MEC of Hauden, who who is a personal friend. We're talking personal capacity, and you know, funny enough, that some people are even afraid to take those positions because of the assassinations, the corruption, yes. and the murders that are happening. So people are afraid to take those positions, especially in areas like KZN, Mpumalanga, where they are notorious of killing and assassinating municipal officials. Yeah. And it's, uh, you
0: know, it's, it's very scary. Yeah, because if father Rao Kenya, we expect you to reciprocate, you know, and if you don't reciprocate, then it might be trouble. Uh, so you, so, you, so you, can't exp- uh, you can't be surprised that some people are afraid to fill those positions.
1: I will take a municipal position. Any problem, nobody will bribe me and nobody will threaten my life. I will do that. Mm. You know, people must just take a stand position. You know, it, it used to be dangerous to be a soldier or a policeman inside of Africa. Yeah. Now it's dangerous to be a financial head in
0: this country, or government, com- government. Or a council, Or a council for that matter. What will it take for certain admin positions to be depoliticized? Look,
1: they are not supposed to be political, and and most positions in government, senior positions, you know, when it like I said before, it used to be from DG and up one. Mm. Now you go to a level of even a director in government, mm. you know, which is three levels below a director general because so, there's a DDG and a chief director. Mm-hmm. They are politicized because that's where decisions are made. That's, that's, the, where, that's the, where the money is. That's where the money the is. Thing. Yes, that's where comrades wants to eat, but. I think it's a matter of professionalism. I think it's a situation whereby the government puts its foot down Mm. and say, we have the political position in mayors and councillors. And and let's leave the administration to professionals. Then these municipalities will function properly. For as long as political parties interfere Mm. uh, with appointment of municipal managers and administrators, we, we will not solve this problem. Because that's where corruption, that is the root evil of corruption, to can have people to be like that. But the the prescription of the Public Service Act hmm. does not prescribe that it should have you know
0: political inter- 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 interference. It doesn't. It doesn't say people must be politically appointed. But can't we have it such that we say these positions can never be political appointees? They are not. They are not political appointees, but it happens by the nature. Look, look, fresh. No, but that's what I'm saying. That's saying that we will hire based on a pool of talent that can do the job versus where now you are one of us. Okay, but look at it this way. Mm. The pool of talent may include people who belong to political parties.
1: Mm. And and that's where the challenge is. You will find that somebody is a graduate in public administration or in municipal management or municipal finance, Mm. but he belongs to a political party. They will tell you it happens with us. They will tell you apply, put your application, who's going to sit on the panel? Is the mayor and the councillors from your political party, maybe from another political party as well, whose minority. So the four or five people who make the panel that interviews the people, they already know who they want.
0: Yes. yes. And so it's, it's not foolproof. It's, it's a formality.
1: It's a formality. Yeah. They already know who they want and once that person belongs in there, first of all, you get your salary. You get your two million annual salary, you know, mm-hmm. and then but all the tenders and the contracts you must give them to members of the political party who are sitting outside mm-hmm. the municipality. Mm-hmm. And this how corruption works in government. The people who are sitting there, you are compensated by getting a salary. Yeah, you understand? So, so that's why you find that when corruption comes out and, and and bigger names are mentioned, who gets the phone? It's normally people in administration and finance, mm-hmm. the low-hanging fruits, because they are the ones who facilitated this whole corruption. Sure. So your purpose being there is to facilitate corruption. Mm-hmm. And and you are actually not the one who's even benefiting. From that that whole process, you know, somebody goes and facilitates a tender of 340 million. He's not even earning one million. Mm. But the position you occupy, but the power, is so critical, mm. the power, it's so critical mm. that you can give somebody 340 million unfairly, sure. and you don't even get one million of that, and you get caught and you get fired. Mm. And that's where the challenge is that we are sitting with the the contracts. You know, situation has, has created a problem in contracts where they... Part, part of the things that I had wanted us to talk to is how government has outsourced its services, basic services, constitutional
0: rights. It's, it's basic accounting. They've outsourced everything. Why why, why why do you have consultants coming to do auditing and accounting? When you can hire youth who
1: are graduates in E.S. accountants, they are sitting in their room in the streets. You can employ them. You know, one of the things I used to say was, when I joined government in 1993, the white government, Mm -hmm. everybody at the Department of Foreign Affairs and Information, from the security guard, that was an employee of the department with medical aid, with pension, Mm -hmm. job guarantee. That lady lady who used to make tea for us was an employee of the state. They were not outsourced. This outsourcing of basic services, it has created unemployment because the companies that the government are using are using cheap labor. They don't treat their employees decently. If you go to CCMA Fresh, it's a sad state of affairs when you go there. You must see the queues, the number of people who have been unfairly dismissed from their work, and majority of them. Is the so-called blue-collar workers, sure. low-income earners, and and who don't understand the legal processes? They're just and most of them, mm. most of them are working for black-owned companies. Mm. Majority of them, black-owned companies that are doing business with the state. Sure. and you can see where things went wrong. Now we outsource everything, even water that mm. you drink from the municipality. It's outsourced. Mm. You know, it's not government. government has outsourced basic electricity, water, everything. They, They have people doing the job that the government is supposed to do naturally.
0: Isn't that what former mayor of Joburg, um, Herman Mashaba, was arguing? That we have so many employees here that we are outsourcing from other companies. Exactly. That we could hire ourselves. Exactly. And, you know, for instance, something like cleaning or security, where the invoice will say security services, Bozang guards the building every day for 12 hours a day. Yeah. Bozang gets paid five grand. But the invoice for both and service is twenty grand. Exactly, exactly. Because somebody must have profit, you understand? Yeah. They must make profit, the
1: maximization of profit. Mm. Instead of the government building or the municipality employing that security and giving you 10 and, and, and give you 10 or, or give what is prescribed as the minimum salary yes, yes, sense, yes. They're, they're, they're cleaning and i'm talking about and you know eff has been pushing this there's one political party that has been pushing this mm-hmm. very well is the eff talking about outsourcing labor and those things that it's not right for the country to do that we can create employment why do we you know people must ask, ask themselves why are we Cornered into this tender and outsourcing services, it is for people actually to be corrupt. It's facilitated. There's nothing wrong in government contracts. Government contracts have been there for ages, mm. but it has just become waste that the government does not want to do anything. Does not want to employ people who are qualified to work for the government. And as you correctly said, you broke down just now. The, the cost of a security guard who's earning $5,000, but the invoice that comes from the company goes to up to eighteen, twenty thousand, And the government can say we'll give that security guard 9000 and as prescribed uh, by the labor laws of this country and agreed with the unions, but this person will have pension, yep. this person will have job security, this person will be treated decently under the labor laws of the country. And I think this way where the unions have failed. But, you know, I said to somebody this week, some of the things that betrayed the working class in South Africa is the labor unions. Mm-hmm. Because the labor unions, historically, they, they were affiliated with political parties, mm-hmm. not with the PAC, COSATU, uh, with its affiliates with the ANC. And the very same people, they sit on tables with politicians, with business people. Now, do you think leaders of unions will negotiate fairly? For the workers, I don't think so. I don't believe in labor unions at this age. They're conflicted. Uh, they're conflicted. Mm. Understand? And you find people who have never worked, who have never been employees, they've forever been labor union leaders and they want to represent the interests of the employees. Sure. They are conflicted. I don't believe in labor unions. Mm. I represent myself uh, in, in, in most of my you know, labor battles. Uh, or else if it's getting complicated like the one I've just heard, I had to outsource the lawyer and yo, thanks. I've got a friend who's a lawyer who volunteered to say we will do this for you. I know you don't have money. Uh, and and then I'll pay him back if I win. You know, that was the nice thing. Yes. If I win the in case like an event paid. that is in an yes. event that yeah. Mm. But but it's a very complex situation. Our 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 labor people and employees in South Africa mm. are not treated fairly. And our labor laws are also not fair. Mm. In some in the, for example because that's when and negotiating and agree that in the labor law of South Africa, when you are dismissed from employment and and you win your case at the CCMA, for example, the maximum amount you can get mm. under labor law is 12 months salary. Then bye-bye. 12 months minus tax. then bye-bye. And that's the maximum. Most companies, they give three to six months settlement mm. Who wants to get 12 months' salary and what do you do with the 12-month salary after? And I think it was unjust. If, if if you were unfairly dismissed from employment, you must be reinstated or you must be paid for the duration of the, the retainer of your contract. I know they say you can claim civil after. Or even worse, until retirement. I was intending to work until I retire. So if somebody doesn't want me to be at work, then they must came until my retirement age. Where am I going to get a new job at age fifty something? Exactly, it's a, it's a complex. But that's one thing that the country should look at. Our labor laws are not just.
0: Yeah. So uh, let's keep it within uh, Houten quickly. So um, Houten Premier Panyaza Lisufi, uh, one of my favorite politicians. Um, Obviously, he's been on this job drive here, Nasi Spani. Yeah. Uh, He also has his uh, little uh, army. The green army. The mapanya. Mapanya And But now political parties are coming up and saying, but why are you using state resources to campaign for the ANC? Look. And and because my argument is, if it's within his ambit of uh, responsibilities to create employment where they can no. or to facilitate. Surely he must do it. Unless you're saying no government people must work leading to elections because that's
1: electioneering. why uh, uh, it's you yeah. damn if you do. So so, so I, I think and we have said before The mistake that Panyasa did when they started is that one of the flyers was in ANC colours, And that has been corrected moving forward. Mm. That was the only mistake. There is nothing wrong in creating jobs, whether they are temporary, whether they are low-income, and as people are happy, Mm. those people that, uh, and I don't want to say it's Panyasa. Panyasa is the premier of Houteng. Obviously, his name will be there. Mm. The government of Houteng, whether it's ANC-led or DA-led, has created jobs has come whether it's towards the election or it doesn't matter if they were doing wrong things before or they failed before what's wrong in correcting your failures before banyasa just became a premier Mm. recently Mm. and if he comes you said he's your favorite if he comes and realizes that his predecessor didn't do as much Mm. what's wrong with that that's what we call improvement and banyasa is sitting there and say there is problems in Houghton. I'm not a minister of labor, but I'm the premier of this province. I'm going to use anything within my powers following legal and procedures and processes to create jobs. People were criticizing them to say it's low-income jobs. We were saying it's unskilled. It's okay, but you can skill people at work. You can skill people while they are employed. And I think the Democratic Party or the MDA, Democratic Alliance, mm-hmm. it's actually unfair to, to attack Panyaz and because they've done it in the Cape. They've done it in the Western Cape. They've done it a lot in Manusport of Cape Town in different formats, sure. you understand? So there was a stage where the Democratic Alliance was putting toilets all over the squatter camps towards the elections. Mm-hmm. At some stage, there was an uproar actually when some of those water tents were even blue. In the, you know, It's a coincidence. No, it's not a coincidence. It's a strategy that you know the DA is delivering in the Western Cape where the ANC is failing in Houghton and other provinces. Mm-hmm. But we shouldn't fall into the trap of those political games and the people the people are employed the people are happy uh, I would rather earn 6,000 rent than idle on the street and end up taking Yaope or doing the wrong things and and thumbs up to Panyaza and his team because yes. it's not about Panyaza mm-hmm. you know he's got MMECs, whether it's the an ANC decision whether it's a it's a, it's, a, it's a it's a government decision it is a decision in the right direction and I think he should actually even increase and make more make more jobs let the DA and the opposition cry it's fine let them cry uh, but I just hope these jobs are sustainable and these youth and these people who are employed, they will be able to stay the job beyond 2024 elections. Mm-hmm. And so that's my only concern about it, it should be beyond. You must not come and create a million jobs. And then after three years, these jobs have collapsed. There's no budget for that. They must they must create a sustainable jobs. You know, it's I think that's
0: more impo- impo- important. And, and, and also upskill these kids and this youth so that they can leave those jobs and go get a better position somewhere else.
1: One I, I want, want exactly one advice I would give to Panyaza, mm. and I've always complained about that. Mm. And I've said, white people, with their standard eight or JCs, whatever you call it these mm. days, they left municipalities with the blueprint of uh, water meters, sure, and they open companies that are rendering services to municipalities. Mm. If my meter outside the street breaks. Guess who the municipality called? Former employees who have companies to fix meters. Yes. Now, by should look into that. And the municipalities like Joburg and Swani and upskill people who can do municipal, you know, umbach and, and, and what do you call it, a, a skillful work yeah. so that they can fix taps, they can sure. do those things. Mm. We are having water scarcity problems. I've driven around the streets of Joburg, I've seen water taps leaking all over. Mm. Imagine if they can embark on a campaign to say, we're going to take... 10 kids from Alexander, 10 from Soweto, 10 from Randfontein, and everywhere, they are going to fix water uh, taps that are leaking or water pipes. You know how much water we will save? According to the report of rainwater, mm. 43% of water losses
0: mm. in Howday, in Joburg, are because of leaking taps. Do you know that in on my street um, this week alone, uh, from Monday until now, the end of the week, there's been a leaking pipe? In fact, you can't drive on the road now because there's a, literally a ridge exactly. that's been formed by the pressure of uh, this water. This is what, yeah. But it's been leaking the entire week. And nobody's doing anything. And it was reported there is a, 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 a number. What's, what's the reference? Number is number, yeah. Every day that pipe was reported. It took uh, an entire week. And, and it's, it's, it's high-pressure, gushing water. And this happens
1: when... Kauteng or Jobek is suffering from water loss. When, when actually four or five uh, municipalities, Rodipur, Ranfontein, Jobek itself, Midrand—they don't have water. This week, and while we are having somewhere taps leaking and water, clean water
0: running around, and that's a challenge. Let's talk about Deputy President uh, Paul Mashatile. Is he under attack? What on earth is going on? President Mashatile, or Deputy President
1: Mashatile. Mach- under, under severe. You know, President uh, Mashatile. Paul is is the Zelensky of South Africa. Mm. If if there's cut missiles from everywhere, mm. and this is where the challenge is. He issued a statement last week. He went public to say he's under attack. Mm. The statement didn't say much. I had expected Paul to stand up and say who is attacking him, because then he should have been smart about it. He should, he should be bold and open. Because mm. once you know, or your supporters know uh, that you are under attack, then they can go and counter that. But Paul is under attack from the opposition parties, particularly the Democratic Alliance. Mm. He is being faced by Afri Forum. He's under attack from the media. Mm. You know, they have, they have a concerted effort every day to write something negative about uh, uh, Paul Mashatile. But I do not rule out that Paul is also under attack from his own political party. The ANC, I've said it before, has more than four factions. You know, it's no longer Zuma versus, uh, uh, or the RIT versus Ramaphosa and the Tumamuina. No, 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 no. There's so many branches uh, of the ANC. The president of the republic stood up. I actually wrote on his cheetah to say, but Mr. President, why, why, what's pushing you from coming to say, I've hired the deputy president, nobody will, what, what pushed, what, what made President Ramaphosa to go on Twitter and say, I'm not going to fire. What pushed him? Why did he say, well, who did he? Oh, if there was nothing unbecoming about this campaign to discredit and remove Paul Mashatile, mm-hmm. then the president should have never said anything. But again, I think it is within the point. Let me tell you, I'm, I'm buying on the story that, you see, the Democratic Alliance and the ANC, for me, they are the center parties, mm. and they are talking the same language. The DA and White Capital are very comfortable with President Ramaphosa being at the helm of government. At the moment, it's benefiting them. It's, it has stabilized. There's no you know leftist talk, Africanist talk. It has stabilized what they wanted, and their properties are protected. Now, him being removed for whatever reason, either by his political party or him resigning, uh, because the leftist group is becoming stronger, it's waking up. There's an awakening call within the ANC, leftist mm. people who are saying, But we are a leftist organization by nature, mm. you know, and, and, and we are no longer doing what we have done. And white capital doesn't like that because the leftist uh, uh, part of the ANC will push more labor issues, will push more the return of the land, they'll push more redistribution of resources mm. and doing business with government. I think Paul Mashatila is more on that group. He has never been. A blue-eyed boy of white capital. And therefore they wouldn't want him to ascend to that position. And it brings back what? It brings back the talk that he is in, in, in good relationship with Julius Malema. Sure. I, I I'm one of the people who are buying the story that if they are going to go in a coalition, mm-hmm. Julius has rejected the, the coalition talks. There's a there's a center right of the DA. Action Eight, and I don't know why would DA Action Eight and the new party that's formed by the former leader of, 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 of DA in the saying they are going into a conference or a meeting to talk on on having election together. They were the same thing. Why did they they divorce? And 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 if you look on the other side. Julius said he's not going into any coalition to remove the ANC out of power. But Julius will go into coalition with Paul Mashatile with a benefit. Julius doesn't do things for free. He will go. The EFF will actually fight or vote alone, but fight with the Paul Mashatile's uh, uh, ANC, than Cyril Ramaphosa's ANC. Julius wants to remove Cyril. There's, there's, it's very clear that the, the EFF wants Cyril out. But the, the White capital. They would rather have Cyril there than Paul Macheteer. There's the fear. And that's why all these attacks come from.
0: So are you saying that this war against the, the, the deputy president is orchestrated?
1: Definitely. Yeah. It's a well orchestrated, you know, war or battle.
0: Mm.
1: And and we, we will get back to why is it happening? Sure. It's orchestrated and you can see is the media on white side white media is on him and the very same people who were writing negative things about Jacob Zuma in the past. It's mm. the same bunch of people, the same media houses, same media platforms. The second part is is the political parties, the sure. opposition. And mm. and you, you if the DA is the opposition. Of the ANC, then ask yourself why don't they oppose the African National Congress? They are opposing actually Paul Mashatile, mm. the person. Understand? So that's a personal vendetta and orchestration of a battle, so that Paul Mashatile must not rise to the higher office. All of these things that we are hearing about Paul Mashatile at the moment, and they are in the limelight and headline news. Mm. They've been in the news before, some back date to even before he was the the the, 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 the treasurer general. of the the ruling party. They went into his personal life Mm. by, you know, even using all his former girlfriend uh, or partner is becoming a witness to Africa Forum, to the DA, to you know allegations against that's becoming personal. They even go to an extent as recent as yesterday, that people who belong to the Democratic Alliance, people who are actually journalists or supposed to be journalists, are even now questioning the 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 origin of Paul Machatili to say he's either from Malawi or Zimbabwe. And you know what is my standpoint is that white people in South Africa. Are the last people to talk about the origin of a person? Mm-hmm. At least we can sit here and say, Paul Mashadili is from Malawi or Zimbabwe. I, mean, I don't care. We had a mayor who was having a father coming from somewhere. We all trace our roots somewhere. My paternal parents come from Botswana, maternal parents come from, from Lesotho. Mm-hmm. So do you mean that I should not participate in projects of this country? That's absolute nonsense. Mm-hmm. White people themselves, they are settlers, all of them. They can't trace their roots anywhere in this continent. And they have a nerve today to say the Deputy President of the Republic I don't care about the ANC, but the people that is not from South Africa. So what are they from South Africa? And this is something that we must realize as a nation and defend, not for Mashatile. We should not allow a system whereby people today are benefit can start talking about the roots of people while white people they don't want us to talk that they came here with diamonds, rifles, and who they work. And and if we go there, it will open a can of worms mm. that white people will not appreciate. They should be the last people to talk about the origin of People, he's an African. We are an African continent. I don't care, fresh where you come from, what you do. You are legally in this country. I'm legally in this country. You're South African. African. You're I'm tax a taxpayer tax payer. And, and, and all that. If Paul Mashatile has done wrong,
0: mm.
1: we have court and judicial processes in this country. Let him do it. Let him be cleared or be prosecuted and found guilty. The same way as we saw the Palapala dollars coming from the Matras to the South, and the president has been cleared now uh, uh, by the public protector. So, why, when it suits them? Others get away with these things, and others get persecuted in the media. I don't think it's adjusting, and I think the ANC as well. That's what I'm saying. He's also under attack from his own political part. Hmm. because the ANC hasn't stood up to defend the deputy the president. They haven't, and you must ask yourself why. So the
0: fight is also from within. Jeez, okay. Let's talk Cope and the deregistration of Cope as a company. But no, not as a party. As a party. Yes, is it as a company, but not as a party, right? Well, what, what is going on? Oh, oh. Cope can't cope.
1: <laughs> That's it. It has just come out that Cope, it's a, it's a, it's a private
0: company. Are, are they a dying horse that refuses to have the last kick? I, I don't think
1: they're a dying horse. They just should have, you know, sorted themselves out and their internal politics out. And it's a battle. You know, I've called for 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 that that Lililililokota to to retire retire because he is killing Cope. Remember his battle started with Mbazima Shilowa. Yes. Now he's fighting with Madisha. And I feel sorry, you know, Cope leaders or members are, are going to give Dennis, Dennis what, Bloom? Mm. Yeah, attack check one day. The man is doing everything under the sun to protect the image of Cope.
0: What's left of it.
1: What's left mm. of it. You mm. understand? But it coming out to say it's a registered... A private company with CIPRO or whatever, the, the the company registration. It's a bizarre. Now it has put the IEC into a tight corner. Mm. So we have now found out, and I was listening to the former IEC boss uh, 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 Ntate yes, yesterday explaining. And, and listening to him, I got shocked. The IEC does not have measures to can check and verify Whatever these political parties are putting in front of them, they don't do it. We always thought they go and cross-check. They don't. They put it in a public space, in a government gazette, mm. in a public newspaper, for interested parties or members of the public. to can say, no, fresh is contaminated, or this party is not done, or another political party will come in a post. For example, it happened with the Black First
0: Land First. And we know that system is flawed. Because you, your average person wouldn't care exactly. to go to a government gazette. Exactly. With the BLF, it was the Freedom Fund Plus
1: that took the BLF to the Electoral Commission mm. or the Electoral Court to say, this political party that you have just registered, its constitution says blacks only. Mm. And the, 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 the BLF couldn't contest election. They had to go and amend mm. the constitution mm. to remove blacks only. And what does Freedom Front Plus have to benefit from, from BLF not wanting white people? So the whole system of the IEC is flawed. You know, that's why we find councillors mm. or or MPs with criminal records, because When they submit the list, if you know how it works, you submit the list of your potential Mm -hmm. uh, uh, MPs or MMCs or whatever to the IEC when you register about towards the election. They don't have a system whereby they cross-check and they check the credibility of those people who are coming. So it's a very flawed system, and and it's a sad state of affairs for COPE. COPE was playing very big and good. It has good leaders as well, you know, Mm -hmm. people who... Are uh, matured politically. They've got young, the, it's a mixture of young and old. But uh, if Koch dies, it will be a sad
0: state of affairs in, in, in South Africa. And they are killing themselves. In fact, uh, Dadama Disha was suspended just now, Muslim. Yes, uh, about the ago. Um So what does that mean going forward? There's,
1: there, there's, no, there's no deputy president because on record he's suspended. Yes. But he's still very close with you. On the interview yesterday, he was with Dennis, Dennis Bloom. And then the, the, the president of the party that many are rejecting is now owning the party as a private entity. What do you do with private company, That Telecota is a scope <laughs> in some form of business. So they must decide whether they go back to the ANC or they are going. I don't know what business will they enter into. Yeah. Uh, uh, and Telecota comes from a military background, sure. so maybe they are going to start selling arms to South Africa, or they will be the, the agent of arms in the country. But really, mm. and they've got to look at coping in Gauteng. The Speaker of Gauteng comes from Coop. Very much short. Elegant politician, mm. and they, they will lose some of those people to what I see. Some of those people, if COPE collapses, I see some of members of COPE actually moving to organizations like the Patriotic Alliance. They are very close with the Patriotic mm. Alliance mm. in all, in in all areas. But uh, it's a wait and see situation. I wonder what is the IEC going to do because if they now come out after the investigation and find that COPE is actually truly. A, a, a private company, or a, you know, financial entity, whatever business entity, they must actually deregister it and remove it. And and it depends when did this happen as well. The date is very important. Uh, if it has happened long ago, it's not a new thing. Mm. Then actually,
0: uh, leaders of Cope may, may face the sure. the electoral mm. court and prosecution. Let's stay in Parliament. Um, I think it's a it's a it's a big issue. I don't think there's enough big noise being made about it. Um, menstruation leave the bill yes. uh, for menstruation leave because I know in India menstruation leave dates back to as early as I think 1913. Yes. Uh, Zambia uh, instituted uh, menstrual leave as far back as 2015
1: already. Germany passed that law uh, when they passed the maternity law. Yes. Yeah, maternity leave. Yes. Yeah, at you know, uh, that maternity leave law in Germany includes mm. the menstruation leave. But you know, fresh growing up. With sisters at school, mm-hmm. we had, you know, sisters, we had uh, uh, girls in the mm-hmm. class that we. I, I've seen, and, and we are men we have been involved with women in our lives. I think it's a decision in the right direction. I think it's a very progressive bill mm-hmm. that uh, it's been talked about. In fact, I feel we took too long with it. Uh, when we when we passed laws that that you know increase the maternity leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, for women in the new South Africa, we should have looked into that because there's always been a problem. Yes, and 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 we look at the majority of the people in South Africa are women. The ANC Women's League and and the more than fifty percent of MPs are women in South Africa. And when we look at those women, those are the laws they should have pushed because it is not only about menstruation and and for the employees or the the, the workers mm-hmm. uh, not being able to perform their duties. I look at it from a different angle. It will also aid school children at school, because once this bill passes, it can also be linked to the policy on education or the Education Act, Hmm. whereby if a girl is having painful periods to an extent that they can't perform their school work, then there must be a clause in the education policy that says the school will package the work for that person to be able to do work while at home Mm -hmm. instead of being left behind at the moment it's very painful that some girls don't go to school and they sit there you know the whole week let's say your periods last one week Mm -hmm. and and they're losing on education and development and it's a very painful exercise and i think this law is long overdue and i think south africans we should rise especially men uh, you know for a change let us rise and support a law that will benefit girls or women in this country. I think it's a very progressive bill that that needs agent attention. They shouldn't take time with this. They've changed many laws. We have now had the electoral act being changed quickly. And I think we should implement this. It's long overdue. It will benefit school children. It will benefit women at the workplace. And, 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 And I think it will also go to an extent of saying we care about they're not sick you know my mom always said to me being on people is not being sick my son it's just
0: that it's discomfort and it's painful for others but so but for 20 i think a minimum of 20 percent of women that go on that period it's so debilitating. Exactly, they can't do anything.
1: They, they can't do anything, and I think it's 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 just fair that every one of us should support that. I, I want to see which political party is going to. gonna run. I'm gonna run. Or oh, 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 oppose it. Oppose yes. it. Oppose that meal. Mm. I know that the business sector are not going to be very happy with it mm. because people will tell you that I can't be paying for uh, uh, my. I'm losing money. I'm losing income. Yes, I'm losing. Yes. But we should not think profit only. You know, having a uncomfortable person or a sick person at work who can perform, it's actually delaying progress. It's actually not delivery. But if you support your staff
0: and your people, then Mm. things will get better with time. Absolutely. Lord Hayne and the International Anti-Corruption Court. What on earth is that, sir? First, we we must remind South Africans who's Lord Hayne.
1: Lord Hayne, I've just discovered that he was actually born in Nairobi, Kenya. Mm. He studied in South Africa, uh, uh, Pretoria High School. And uh, he was the minister. He's a Labour Party uh, member of parliament, and he was a former minister in in Ireland. Mm. He has come with a concept like the ICC, the International Criminal Court. Mm. But now it is the International Anti-Corruption Court. So it's an IIAC that he wants to form. It is the decision in the right direction to say majority of political crimes is not only murders and atrocities of... Uh, killing people and wars. Mm. There's corruption in the world. And he says, why are we not prosecuting the corrupt heads of states and politicians? Is this that... at a UN level? He, he, what? It's at international level, but okay. what he's doing is, sorry, he has approached uh, uh, England, UK, mm. the US, and, and South Africa. Mm. And again, it's very worrisome that every time these people come with international laws, South Africa will find themselves in the middle of the thing. He has approached one of the former... Uh, constitutional court judges in South Africa to support his move. It was rejected in the UK. The U.S. is is rejected it from White House, but they're looking at it at another level. Mm -hmm. And then his approach is that he's going to approach the United Nations, for the United Nations to recognize this body, this uh, international. And the reason why he's doing that, he's correcting the mistake that the ICC did. Mm -hmm. The ICC, if you are not a signatory to it, uh, they can't come and prosecute or they can't force you to do that. So he's avoiding that by approaching the United Nations that they must recognize this and pass a clause or a treaty that recognizes the anti-corruption uh, 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 court. Why is he doing that? Mm. Because majority of states in the world are members of the UN. And once it's a UN treaty, mm. it will be applicable even in countries that are not uh, United Nations members. So it will be applicable because the UN treaties are applicable across the globe because majority of the can on there. So he is coming with us. It's, a, it's a, something in the right direction. But who is he targeting? I, I looked at his interview on, on SABC sometimes during the week, a full interview. And he mentions, for example, in South Africa, you had Jacob Zuma who was corrupt and the Guptas who ran away from the country and they can't be prosecuted at the moment. You can see once you start mentioning and targeting certain individuals, mm. And that's where the problem becomes, because it's clear that they realize that the International Criminal Court can't prosecute these people, so they are forming another wing to say, let's go and prosecute uh, uh, corrupt people or corrupt uh, the heads of state. They must start with the American leaders; Mm. they're the most corrupt leaders on earth. They must start with the UK. He's from Ireland. The UK had persecuted the Irish people for so many years. They still even own. That's why it's called the United Kingdom because it includes. Ireland, you know, in that. He must start there. So I, I, I think South Africa must not rush, but you, the ANC is clever now. South Africans are awake because of these treaties we have signed. i excited in the past, mm-hmm. but I think what South Africa must do, they must not get excited, not anymore, in signing any international treaties. We are failing to prosecute people and to handle our own, you know, corruption in the country. We have the Zondo Commission, we have the MPA failing to prosecute people. Let us focus on building our personal key process in the country than rush to sign another international treaty. But it's at very infancy stages. Uh, It's not yet in advanced stages, but it is being sneaked out. You know, they are quiet about it. The media is not reporting much about it. If I didn't see that in in, in the SADC, I would have known about the story, in a sense. So the media is not writing anything about this. The next thing we will hear, we'll be told that that bill is there and we must comment. And, we know, when it comes to commenting on the bill, South Africans don't do that. Very few people do that.
0: Trucks are burning um, around the country. And uh, you know, you might or might not know that trucks, also with the absence of rail lately, is how we move goods literally across the subcontinent. But trucks are being stopped, burnt, torched. Some are calling it economic sabotage. Um, how do you see? You know the, this the, care truck I feel, stuffy. I feel like I'm in my office. <laughs> that has been my work for the
1: last 18 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a CEO who used to say. Everything moves on the road, including newborn babies. They move on the road, Mm. including aeroplane parts. Mm. They are moved by trucks. So land transport moves everything. Mm. And uh, this being called economic sabotage, I was looking uh, at at the the, the minister of police and the minister of transport talking about this. Of course, it is an economic sabotage, but who is sabotaging who? And then, and are we sabotaging the economy of the country or the business of the truck owners? Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that people have to look into. I, 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 fresh, you know, I'm, I'm at the moment not aligned to any government department or whatsoever. So I'm at liberty to can speak about some of these things mm-hmm. without compromising uh, my former employer and so forth, and my future employer as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I happen to have been one of the people who were part of that uh, uh, ministerial task team. On, because this thing of trucks being it didn't start now For sure it happened 2018 2019 we stopped it mm. we stopped it and it resurfaced again people can go up downstream if we don't go to the root cause of this whole thing we'll never stop this it is not just a sabotage of of people saying we don't want foreign truck drivers i i saw an interview on 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 one of the media channels you know uh, newsroom africa a black guy owns 20 trucks And this guy, they banned two of his trucks. And he says all his employees are South Africans. So the story and the myth that it's because of foreign drivers, it is not correct. They're focused on the wrong direction. But I think where I'm sitting and having been part of that whole process, this whole thing is a labor issue. It's a labor. The the drivers with their unions are fighting with the truck owners okay. for uh, uh, employment conditions, okay. which includes cam, what do you call it, those cameras on deck? Or the dash, the dash cam. The dash cam. Yeah. Uh,
0: the in, unions don't want that. In, in, in fact, one of the dash cams captured... One of the guys who tortured the truck. Yeah. One of the guys who tortured the, the, the truck. I actually think...
1: The truck owners are having an advantage at the moment because they can go to the union and say, Look now what this cam could have done. But this chem dash cams, it was not only to to interfere with the private life of the driver. That's not why why do you want private life when you are in the middle of you are at work? Your your truck it's your office. So what private life is that? But it also works as a tracking device. It also works for security. Yes. And, and and that's one element. But the main element with this is the salary of truck owners. I can tell you that what happens is truck owners, they go and they employ people who don't care how much they get, mm-hmm. as long as they get a minimum salary or a little salary, mm-hmm. and then against the agreed wages with the unions. And that's where the problem is. Mm-hmm. And they, and that's not all. Also, some of these truck owners, I've got a friend who owned the truck and was sitting in South African breweries. And, and what happens is once they lose on business, nobody cares for them. Mm. They have to go and pay their own employees and also people lose jobs. But again, I think the tracking industry, the road freight association, they are saying police must guard trucks. It's, it's impossible. Mm. Police can be everywhere. Sure. And this thing is well orchestrated, I must say. Mm. So they do it at a certain place. When police go there, you know, they're called hotspots. Then they move to another place. Mm. They should actually go and sit with employees. Who have been betrayed by unions, engage them. If you don't engage these people, this them of let's meet next month. No, 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 no. They must tackle this thing because it's going to impact very badly. The rail network. It's a moving target. It's a moving target. They must move with it. it, must must move with the it. Engage these employees. Mm. Uh, let, let me tell you in one of the engagements I've had with 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 trackers mm. and, and home affairs, one company had said they've got ninety three employees. Mm. And four of their drivers were South Africans out of 93. Mm. Four. This mm. guy was very proud to sit there and say, How many? It was not me as the question, because oh, my first official. How many people? And you know what that guy said? Yeah, but they all have work permits. Mm. You see where the problem is? Mm. They all have work permits. So these trucking companies, they employ people, they have work permits, and that's where the problem is. Mm. The problem is they've got valid work permits. So who's the creator of problems? It's government. It's, yeah, you not know, the trucking companies. Mm. We, we, we facilitate a problem. And that's what we must be dealing with. Mm. You look at rail. I mean, government has been working for so many years, wrote a lot of blue papers, passed a lot of, you know, acts and bills to say we must move uh, goods, heavy goods that are damaging infrastructure out of our, our road network mm. to rail. Let me tell you, rail is cheaper, faster, and safer. Mm. Once a train leaves a certain spot to another spot, it's cheaper, faster, and safer for those goods. To move. Unfortunately, the rail network in Sadak has been destroyed. So, our rail network can move up to the borders. You know, like if you want to transport things by rail to Mozambique, the rail network ends at Lebombo Pada Post. And the train must come, they load on trucks. But then, again, something that I'm going to give to the minister and the politicians people have been saying Nyaope boys or people are sabotaging the country by stealing. The Transnet rail network. Mm-hmm. So people steal one meter of spore, you know, the the the, the metal the rail track, line. The track is. Yes. And 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 I asked somebody even yesterday, why do you call it a Transnet sabotage? If this is a sabotage of rail network, Transnet trains or locomotives, they use the same rail line as passenger train. Now, if Nyaope boys and recycling people who are taking things for scrapyard, they wanted scrap metal they wouldn't only target and steal scrap metal that uses by by by, by, by good strain. Mm-hmm. They will also steal. We have rail networks all over the townships, mm-hmm. all over the world. Why don't they steal that one? Mm-hmm. So think and apply your mind properly and don't it's ask me this question, it's targeted. Why mm-hmm. is the rail network that's been stolen only the rail network of transit or where transnet locomotives move, not passenger? Because if I want to steal one meter mm-hmm. of of of... Uh, 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 metal.
0: Or a metal rail track. Rail track. Mm.
1: I will steal it anywhere. I will not steal where good train movie it. Actually, it's easier for people who are doing uh, a weighing of metal recycling mm. and all that and scrapyard. It's easier for them to steal the passenger rails mm. because they are in the townships, they are in some sure. rural areas, and in isolated areas. No, 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 no. The target is transnational. Right. And, and, and coincidentally, this past week, uh, 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 Minister Pravin Godan fired. Uh, the chairperson of Transnet Popomulife. Mm. We don't know why, but mm. but I'm, I've applied my mind and I've said, who tends to benefit when Transnet collapses? The trucks. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. We, are, we have seen police finding trucks with rail networks mm. at spores or rail trucks leaving the country. Mm. Understand? And people are saying Zimbabweans are stealing rail tracks to go and build rail networks in Zimbabwe. That's that's utter nonsense. I don't think that's it's the set. case. It's absurd. And then, yeah. But... Uh, Uh, It's a very serious economic sabotage. I think the the, the government and politics and people who are sitting in this task team, they must look at how this whole thing is interlinked. Mm. The collapse of Transnet, the banning of trucks, who is fighting, who is benefiting and who is losing into this whole thing. The the country and the economy will suffer. People will lose jobs. Mm. And that's why I agree with you when you say it's a moving target and they must move with it. Mm. But it meets very sharp, clear minds. And I don't know what is our intelligence doing to can sit and apply their mind to say, but what is going on here? Sure. You, you, bring, you see, the police and the soldiers, you bring them to prevent and mm-hmm. protect something. Not, not when the fire is already on. Bring them now. We're supposed to keep this thing before trucks start Benny. Be proactive. Uh, we should have been proactive. Mm-hmm. But uh, we delayed in this whole thing. I, I, I was saying to one of my ministers yesterday, who's a friend, to say, you know, I'm sitting outside and I look at Minister Chikung of Transport, and I actually feel sorry for her. Uh, it's a woman who's been sabotaged into this whole process. She's new in the portfolio. She has been in transport as a deputy minister for many years. Yeah. She knows what's going on. But, yo, hell is broken loose. And while Bekit Geller was still dealing with the Deep Slot and Nandipama Magudumana case and the killings in KwaZulu-Natal, now he must start dealing with, with issues. Our police are trained, but our transport sector, it really needs
0: sharp, fast minds to can solve this problem. Is it a runaway train? Tush, tush. Or can it be salvaged? Well, I think it can be salvaged. Okay. Yeah. On that note, Butsang, I know uh, I need to release you. Because if I don't stop you talking, you're going to be late for your next appointment. So I need to stop you talking. But thank you so much, as always, for your insight. Thank you. Uh, thank where you. do we buy your book? Where do we support you?
1: Oh, and by the way, thanks to this platform, and uh, viewers and followers, the book sales have gone up. Seriously up. Uh, uh, actually, my one of my mother of my daughter said, uh, Butsang, sell that book now it, it costs you your job you yeah. must start buying bread so the book says 485 9100. just send their whatsapp there from all over the country and uh, there's good news the people in Cape Town the books are there so they don't have to pay for uh, a for, shi- for shipping yes. so uh, they can also email me on but thank you very much fresh thanks for the platform and subscribe subscribe and subscribe to the viewers and the followers thank you very much brother
0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, hoo-hoo's and ants, Mui Lua is about to leave the building. We are live from Amp Studios downtown Josie. Thank you for being a home. Shout out to the Africa Podcast Network, Pezulu works for the cinematography, our audio imaging specialist, artist The Flo Fraser, our guest, Buzang Mui Mwilwa. Creative Director Kuvesh Mohan and show producer Akele Zomudi Sakeng. Feel free to email us with suggestions, whatever it is on your mind, at waw at But most importantly, please hit subscribe and comment down below. What do you like? What do you not like? And do you agree or disagree with all that we talk about? Till next week, have a great week in spite of yourselves.